0: I had a young man uh, that was one of my contemporaries and a friend of mine many years ago in, in the music industry. And he's not in the same book I'm in or definitely not on the same page. But he found out that I was a, a Baptist preacher. And he asked me the other day, he, he looked at me and he said, are you saving a whole lot of souls? Well, I know what he meant. I know what he meant, Brother Ricky. But you know what, Brother Tim? A whole lot of times we get under pressure. We really think that that's our job to save souls. Let me help you all. That ain't your job. And if you're not careful, you'll let Satan rag you and drag you down because you get to thinking it's our job to save souls. It ain't our job. That ain't the church's job. To save souls, Brother Mark. It's Jesus' job to save souls. And that is 100% contingent on whether men will receive the light God gives them. And we have nothing to do with that. Nothing. I understand that we can make an atmosphere where men... Uh, It's conducive to the Holy Ghost being there and drawing and men getting saved. And when the womb of the church is right, we can do that. We've had some services recently in this church that there's been enough Holy Ghost here for folks to get saved. They just didn't want it. But it ain't your job, church, to save souls. It's your job to do several things, and I'll show you what it is. Matthew 25, verse 14 There may be a whole lot more to it than this, but this is what God's given me today. If you'd like to stand and honor the reading of the Word of God, you're welcome to do that if you're able. And I realize everybody's not able, but Matthew 25, verse 14. The Word of God says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods, Now what's this talking about? This is talking about Jesus and delivering the truth of the word of God. Delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents. To another two. And to another one. To every man according to his several ability. Let that sink in. And straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now that is a great picture of a man who received the truth of the word of God, but refused to deal with what God gave him. And that man will go to hell for refusing to deal with the truth, the light, and the enlightenment that God gave him. Verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh. Hey, it's been a long time, Brother Jesse. He's going to get here real soon. And reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest... Deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now let me stop. God will reward his children... In the new millennial kingdom and in heaven based on how we obeyed him in this world. You mark it down. Everybody's not getting the same reward. Everyone's not getting the same position. Everyone's not going to be held in the same esteem in the kingdom of God. There's going to be a judgment, children. And you're going to be judged based on what you did with what God gave you. Verse 22, And he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliveredst unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. thou Thou'st been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of... Of thy Lord. If God will help me tonight, I want to exhort the church on the subject of being a good and faithful servant. If you notice something in this scripture, you notice that first of all, the Word of God says that He gave every man according to his several ability. And you see that there was one servant that had received five talents, and then another servant received only two talents. But when this thing's said and done, Brother Ricky, the the servant that only received two talents didn't give the accountability that the one who received five did. He was just judged based on the two he was given. The other was just judged on the five he was given. And God's fair. And God's honest. And this thing's equitable. And God is going to judge every one of us based on what we've received. But there's one thing that I see here. ...that pertains to every good and faithful servant. Every last one of them had fruit... That remained. Some had more, some had less. But let me mark it down tonight and make this as plain as the nose on your face. If you're truly born of the Spirit of God, there is fruit in your life. There will be fruit in your life. And this crowd that say they're saved, say they're born of the Spirit of God. And their whole life has just been a life of heartaches and turmoils and just been all kinds of confusion and a great big mess. And they can't go back through the steps of their so-called Christian life. I'm talking about people that say they've been saved for five years. Some say they've been saved 10 years or 15 or 20 years. If they cannot walk back, Brother Ricky, a clear path in their life and show where there's fruit that remains, I'm going to tell you they ain't never been born again. They may be just genuinely confused. They may be just genuinely deceived, but they're not genuinely born of the Spirit of God unless there's real fruit that remains in their life. Now the Word of God called these two good and faithful servants. For a man or woman to be a servant means to be a steward. And that means to be able to take care of and be responsible for some things that God gave you. I'll give you some things tonight that you as a truly born again child of God and a member of this church and the body of Christ are going to find yourself responsible for of being stewards Number one is if you're really truly saved, born of the Spirit of God, God's going to hold you accountable to be a steward of the life He's given you. Before God ever came to me, Brother Ricky, I had no life. I was dead in trespasses and sins. And the book of Ephesians said, Ye hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. I don't know very much tonight, but I know one thing. I do have eternal life abiding inside of me. I know what it is, Brother Mark, to be dead. And I know what it is when God came to me and gave me life. And all the devil's in hell and all the Baptist preachers and all the lost Baptist preachers and nobody else can take away from me what God gave me. He gave me life. I understand, Brother Ricky, what it is to be dead and I very well understand what it is to be alive. But if you're a good steward of the life that God gave you, there's going to be a fruit. The fruit of that is going to be a willingness. If you're really fruitful and a good steward of the life God gave you, there's a willingness in you to give that life back to God. I don't have any problem with that tonight because I know where my life came from, Brother Mark. God gives every man light. Lost men save men. And in particular, lost men get a degree of light, a degree of truth, and a degree of enlightenment. And God gives fair portions according to the ability of every individual man to receive and to respond to the light that God gives you. Did you know tonight that some people are slow in their thinking and slow in their mind? And did you know that God is fair and equitable and God holds them accountable based on how they are mentally able to receive the light that God gives them? But God judges every man according to their willingness to receive whatever measure of light God gives them. And once you've truly been saved, once you've truly been born of the Spirit of God, from that point forward, everything you've had in the past has been grace and mercy. And it was absolutely free, Brother Ricky. But from this point forward, everything that you're going to get is going to cost you something. There's going to have to be a willingness in your heart. If you're lost, there's going to have to be a willingness to receive the light God gives you. But if you're really saved, there's going to have to be a willingness in your heart. Let me give you this out of Romans twelve one. Paul said, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Could you imagine tonight the offense? Could you imagine how awfully, terribly offended I would be if I watched Brother Ricky and Miss Diane, their vehicle fell apart like a dollar watch, and I was to give Brother Ricky a nice vehicle to drive. And I said, Brother Ricky, you're going to have to be able to go to the grocery store. You're going to have to be able to take your wife out once in a while. Maybe you need to go to a doctor. Maybe you need to go to a job. You need to go work. You're going to have to have a vehicle. And, Brother, I love you enough that I'm going to give you a vehicle. And I'm not only going to give you a vehicle, Brother, I'm going to buy you gas for it. Wherever you need to go in that vehicle, I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to change the oil. I'm going to keep your vehicle up because I believe it's important for you to be able to take your wife and your little family and go. Could you imagine the offense on one Wednesday night when I say, Brother Ricky, Miss Lori ain't able to go, and would you just drive me out to Bojangles so I can get us a biscuit for supper? Brother Ricky starts him hawing around saying, well, that really ain't on my way. I go down the hill the other way. And Brother Ricky starts making excuses for why I can't take you to Bojangles. But yet people say they're saved, born of the Spirit of God and the life that you have in you belongs to God and God calls on us to do something for Him and we start Him hawing around. God, why I can't do this? Boy, you think about the offense in that how that offends him and hurts his feelings. Betty. I'll tell you what, I owe God everything i got. There ain't one thing on this hill he can't have. It belongs to him. Everything I've got belongs to him, Brother Mark. Every breath I've got in my body belongs to God, and if he wants it, it's his. And Boy, if we'd take that attitude, I'm telling you what, God would pour his blessings out on us like you don't even know how God would bless you if you'd just be willing. I mean, be willing let God be in control. I wonder sometimes, I've watched some of you, I saw Brother Tim a week ago tonight, and God, the Holy Ghost got on him when the service was over. Brother Tim, you didn't have to think about it, you didn't have to analyze it, you didn't have to figure is this right or wrong, but God got on you, and before the service was over, you had to open your mouth and give God glory. That's how God wants you to be, Brother Mark. That when God calls on you, you don't have to to figure this thing out. Well, God, that's sort of out of my way, and it ain't convenient for me to do it. First Corinthians six nineteen says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I'm gonna tell you what I belong to God tonight, and He bought me with a price. Hey, he didn't get me out of a discount bargain being Mr. Lord. He paid for me with the blood of his own son. And, that I'm going to tell you what. If you're saved more than the Spirit of God, this world might not recognize you. You might not be on the who's who registry of White House tonight. You might not be invited to the parties that the Republicans or the Democrats give for the great donors that give great sums of money tonight. And they might not know who you are, but listen, if you're saved... You're saved. You're bought with a price they don't know a thing about. 1 Corinthians 7, 3, the word of God said, Let the husband render unto his wife due benevolence. You do realize that the church is the body of Jesus Christ and the bride of Jesus Christ. Likewise also the wife unto her husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one another. I hope y'all grown up folks, you understand what that's talking about. That's talking about the intimate relationship between a man and a woman. That you don't have a right to tell your wife no. You don't have a right to tell your husband no. I just don't want to be with you right now. No sir. The word of God said don't defraud them. Except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. The Word of God said that as a husband and wife, when you come in union together, you become one and you're not two separate bodies anymore. You're one together. And I'm going to tell you what, if Jesus Christ wanted to snuggle up against me and love on me, I ain't got a right to push him away and say, no, not tonight. But that's what we do so often when God offers us things in our life. God offers us blessings. God offers us things we can't even imagine what God's trying to give us. And we say, no, no, I got something else on my mind right now. Boy, it ain't no wonder, Brother Ricky, we've offended God and hurt his feelings. I want to tell you what bothers me when I see folks that are married start acting like they're single. That bothers me. Folks that are married and start acting like they're single. I've been around them fellows at work before, and they get around somebody, and first thing you, you watch them. They go to covering that thing up. Next thing you know, they got it pulled off in their pocket, hiding their wedding ring. Every little old girl comes along they won't flirt with, and I'm going to tell you what. There's something wrong in somebody's heart when they're married and they act like they're single. I'm going to tell you what. In the church, there's something real, real, real bad wrong when somebody says they're married to Jesus Christ. He's the lover of their soul, but they always want to run around with the world. That ain't right. Something's real, real wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you what, if you're really born of the Spirit of God, you're going to be a steward of the liberty that God gave you. God gave me some liberty, friend. I was in prison. I was locked up one day. Matter of fact, I had a life sentence. I had an eternal sentence. And the sweet Son of God came by and opened the door and said, if you'd like to, I'm going to let you out. And God liberated me. And I ain't in that mess I used to be in. And guess what, Brother Ricky? i got a testimony. And I believe that there is a fruit that comes with that liberty. If a man or a woman is a good steward of that liberty, and that fruit is been a witness. Acts 1, 6. When they therefore were come together, and they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. I'm going to tell you what, if you've ever been saved by the grace of God, God's liberated you, and if you're going to be a good steward of the liberty God's given you, you've got a testimony, and you're going to be a witness to Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what, I love you all. There's some of you in this building, I believe, saved with all that's in me. But I can't believe for a minute that all of you's right with God that you can come in here service after service after service and you don't ever feel it in your heart bubbling up inside you that you just need to stand up and thank God for saving you. I don't mean you have to go through the whole spill. I don't mean you have to start at Genesis and go through to the maps and explain where you was, where God found you. But I believe with all my heart that if you ever really been saved, born of the Spirit of God once in a while, God gets to bubbling up on the inside of you and when the Holy Ghost gets to bubbling up on the inside of you, it We'll get out on you. And once in a while, you may just interrupt the service and say, Preacher Mike, I just need to thank God for saving my soul. You know what? There's some folks just lie. They ain't got a testimony a bit more than they can fly the space shuttle. And they know they better not go telling it around folks that know better. But I'm going to tell you what, tonight I don't know much, but I know God saved me and I know when he done it. I know where I was at. And every once in a while, Brother Ricky, not every day, not every week, not necessarily every month, but just every once in a while, God will put me in the path of some old sinner. I mean, just some old sinner somewhere. And Brother Tim, just out of nowhere, the sweet Holy Ghost of God would tap on my shoulder and say, why don't you tell him what I've done for you? But I'm going to tell you what one of the most powerful things you've got, girls, if you've really been saved by the grace of God. You ain't going to stand up, that work, get up on your desk and start preaching and shouting the word of God. You're not going to get on the street corner and start preaching the word of God. But every once in a while, if you're really saved, God will open up a door. You can tell somebody what God done for you. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I believe that. You'll be a light you'll be a witness. I'll tell you another thing, you'll be a steward of and This church will be a steward of And That's the law that God gave us. I'm talking about His Word. In Ephesians 1.13, the Word of God says, "In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise." In Philippians 2.16 says, "...holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored." in vain. Jude 1 3 said, Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And I believe that if you're a good steward of the law that God gave you, the fruit of that's going to be, you're going to want to perpetuate the word of God. I believe when you really get born of the Spirit of God, there's something about the preaching of the Word of God that gets in your soul. I'm telling you, this book gets in your soul. I had a bad evening yesterday. I had a bad morning this morning. But I spent this entire afternoon with my nose in this book. I don't care if anybody else in this building gets anything out of this tonight or not. You do what you want to with it. But I know God's blessed my soul today. And God's met with me and encouraged me. help me by sticking my nose in the word of God and if you really save this word of God the fruit of you being a good steward of the laws that God gave you God will feed your soul through this book Amen. and you know what you'll want it'll do something in you and you'll want somebody else to get what you got and then you'll get to want to give it to them and brother if there ain't a doubt in my mind there's one thing I know Satan's fought I know he fought this church He's fought the preaching of the Word of God, and he's fought against that CD ministry and God being my helper brother Tim without a doubt if we'll walk right with God and be good stewards of the law that God gave us the fruit of that is this church is going to have a heartbeat to get that word in other men's hands and God's already rebuked me about some things and spoke to me about some things and if God will be my helper by Sunday morning there's going to be some CDs on that table for you to pick up and take with you because that's a ministry God gave this church brother Mark and if we fail to do that we've not been good stewards of a law that God gave us to handle that's a big part of what God called this church to do and there's another thing God gave us to be stewards of and that's to be stewards of the love that God gave us I believe with all my heart if we're really good stewards of the love that God's given us the fruit of that brother Mark is going to be worship. That's where we're fixing to get in trouble and some of fixing to get real deep stuff here because I'm just going to be honest with you. The Word of God said in John fifteen thirteen, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I got some people in this room tonight that love me and I know that and I don't have to wonder. I won't go to bed tonight wondering if some of my youngins really love me or not. I know you do. Brother Mark, I'm not going to go to bed wondering tonight if I needed you in the middle of the night, would it be all right to call you? Brother Jesse, I won't worry for one minute, but if I needed you tonight, no matter what time it was, I can still call you. Miss Minnie, it ain't a doubt in my mind if I was hurting and I needed somebody to pray for me, I could call you any time, send you a little old text and say, "Please pray, Miss Pat." Ain't a doubt in my mind if me and Sister Laura was hurting and I needed somebody to come love on my wife and pray with my wife. I believe you, Miss Meg. I believe y'all be here in a heartbeat. That don't bother me for a minute. But Brother Tim, I got somebody that loved me a whole lot more than just that. I'm telling you, God loved me with such a love He was willing to give His life for me and if he was willing to give his life for me I, I sure ought to be willing to give mine back to him Amen. and ought to be willing to worship him worship worship starts when God comes by to let us love on him you can praise God anytime and any place you can extol God anytime and any place you can brag on Jesus Christ any time and any place. But the only time you'll ever worship him is when he's in your presence to receive it. <laughs> Brother Ricky, that word worship in the word of God has the thought, Brother Tim, of that little old puppy dog that you've grown so fond of. And that little old puppy dog, and if you've got a dog that's got half sense, There's something in that animal, Brother Ricky, that I can't explain it. But there's something that God built in the nature of a dog that they are a pack animal. And you know where they want to be? They want to be with the pack. They want to be right where they are. My dog ain't real smart. She knows a few words. She knows a few little things. But Brother Jesse, my dog knows who the leader of the pack is. You ask my wife. My dog knows who the leader of the pack is. And there's something about a dog that'll just sit down and Brother Tim lick his master's hand. That is a picture of what worship is. You know what that dog wants? That dog ain't worried about whether it's going to get another meal or not. That dog's not worried. Brother Rick, you can take that dog and kick it hard as you want to kick it. And five minutes later, it'll be right back under your feet. You know Why? Because Brother Tim, the only thing that dog wants is to let you know it loves you and let you know that it just wants to be close to you. And that's what worship is. It's when the Son of God comes in our presence and God's children gets down at his feet and begin to kiss his feet and wipe his feet with our tears and say, God, I don't need anything. I'm not asking for anything. I just want you to know I love you and I want you to be close to me. But there's something bothers me. And two out of the last four services, we've had God, the Holy Ghost, has showed up in power. And I've watched some of you worship. And some of you worship different than others. Boy, I watch when God shows up and you get to worshiping God in your heart. And you get tears streaming down your face. And I watch some of you girls get to wiping your face and mascara running everywhere. And you're worshiping in your heart And there's a glow on your face I've watched some of you a time or two When God got around And before you even know what you was doing You would slid your hand up in there. I've watched folks get to worshiping God And the Holy Ghost come around They got excited Brother, Brother Mark when God the Holy Ghost comes around I like it son it, it tickles me to death I've been in services before And I know that but that crowd of hypocrites Sitting in the choir Is just sitting and looking at me Trying to dress me down Figure me out And first thing I know When the Holy Ghost of God Shows up Miss me It's like I'm in a bubble I'm in a world all by myself I don't care if there's anybody else there or not It don't matter whether anybody else is there or not I'm just glad he's there To come to love on me Some of y'all get to worship And you won't never raise your hand You wouldn't squeal like a pig But you go to chewing your chewing gum A hundred miles an hour <laughs> Praise God hallelujah You're eating it up You know what you're doing? You're worshiping. And somehow in your heart, you're you're crying out, saying, God, I'm just glad you're in our presence. God, it's so good for you to just come by. God, I've been so lonely and so thirsty and so hungry in this world. And God, it's just so good to get in the house of God. And God, you're giving a man liberty to preach. And God, would you just get on him. And God, I just want to be close to where you are. Amen. You know what bothers me? We get in a service and the Holy Ghost shows up like he showed up in two or three services lately. And I look around, some of y'all streaming tears, wiping mascara, and some of you is looking like you're looking for a crack in that floor you can crawl in. And what that tells me, Brother Tim, something's wrong. Something's wrong. When God shows up, Miss Susie, folks can't worship. Tells me there's something in their heart real bad off. You know one way I know that I know that I know that I'm right with God and when he comes around I can grab him by the feet and say I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Boy, I ain't ashamed. No, I ain't ashamed of that Miss Susan because I need him. And buddy I'm going to tell you what there's going to be some times he ain't around and I'm going to need him and I don't want to be ashamed that the times he was here I couldn't worship or I wouldn't worship. But I'm going to tell you what we can have a whole lot more of this thing than we got. Yes, if we live right That's what this book teaches. I'm going to tell you what I believe this with all of my heart. I believe with all my heart, Brother Jesse, according to how we live out there determines how much God meets with us in here. I believe it's the ways of God, Brother Mark, that he'll bless his children. He'll reward you in the household of faith based on how you lived out in this world. I believe God will bless your heart right here in the service if you try to live right in this world. If you won't worship him in private, you ain't going to worship him in public. When you find me somebody tonight that's willing to worship him in public, and I'm talking about real worship that he comes by to receive, I'll show you somebody has been worshiping in private amen amen I know that's right I know it's right there's a whole lot of folks think they got a hold of God somewhere in private and they just had some kind of an emotional train wreck And they ain't got a hold of God the better you get a hold of God somewhere in private he'll get out on you in public once in a while and you won't be able to help it I call it getting the can't help it but that's how it is And, Brother Mark, sometimes God put me to the test. And I'll go somewhere and God's let me walk with him and God's let me talk with him. And I'll get in a service and I ain't been invited to say doodly squat. I mean, I ain't there to be seen. I ain't there to be heard. Somebody else is preaching. And God will get on me, Brother Mark, say, you need to stand up and brag on me. Well, the pressure's on Miss Nita because I go to arguing. Lord, they're going to think if I stand up and say something, I just want to be seen. They're going to think that preacher Mike just wants everybody to know he's here. And God put me to the test. And sometimes he'll run back through that thing two or three different times. And sometimes I'll wait till the second time just to make sure I know that's his voice. Sometimes you wait too many times and he'll leave you alone and say, that's all right, I'll let somebody else do it. Hey, if you don't want to be used of me, I'll let somebody else do it. I'm going to tell you what, church. I love you. I love you with all my heart. But if there's one thing I long for, it's to be able to get together and there ain't some kind of stinking spirit of confusion. Ain't some kind of somebody come in blowed up like a bullfrog, jealous and mad as the devil. And we can just get together and love God and love each other and worship. Brother Icky, it's an atmosphere like that, folks can get saved. Because God's there. Because we're trying to worship Miss Diane. And he comes by and says, They're down there talking about me. I believe I'll go see them. Ain't that good? Boy, Ricky, I need him, son. I need him just come by and love on me. I know y'all need that. I know you got some troubles. And I know you got some cares. And I know you got some burdens. But Brother Tim, there ain't nothing in this world that just a few minutes in the presence of the Holy Ghost of God and he'll kiss all your problems away. He's real tonight. He's been wanting to help us. He's been trying to help us. Mama I'm going to tell you what bothers me, youngins. It's when God shows up and those folks can't worship. And lets me know there's something bad wrong. Desperately, desperately wrong.